This is the Good Neighbor Podcast, the place where local businesses and neighbors come together. Here's your host, Patricia Blondheim. Welcome to the Good Neighbor Podcast. I'm your host, Patricia Blondheim, and today we have Good Neighbor Scott Sloss, attorney at law. Now, Scott is the owner of Truth and Grace Law Office here in Tuscaloosa. Scott, how are you this morning? I'm doing well, Patricia, and thank you for having me on today. Oh, it's good to see you. I met you recently at a Chamber of Commerce event. You're a proud member of our Chamber of Commerce here, so I love to say that. And uh, I, I want you to tell our listeners more about your business, Truth and Grace Law. Okay. Well, I will start like our name is Truth and Grace Law Office. We are a veteran owned and operated just like a general practice law firm. However, we focus most of our work in criminal defense and family law. And we're located right here off of Laureline Wallace, just a block and a half from the courthouse. Well, that's awesome. You have um, you have an interesting story about how you came into the law. Um, certainly not the traditional way. Can you can you can you tell our listeners about your journey? Absolutely. Uh, I'm going to try to sum it up as short as I can, because it's really a, it's been a lifelong journey um, to get to this point. So I served 20 years in the military. I was both an enlisted infantryman and then a commissioned officer in the, the Corps of Engineers for the last 10 years of my career. And during that time, you know, I've, I've seen combat. Um, I've done a couple deployments, learned a lot about leadership and just really serving people, because that's really, I think, what led me into the service. And 2016, 2017, the retirement came up and I was trying to figure out what to do with my life because the only thing that I've ever known to do was be a soldier. And after, you know, 18 plus years of doing that, that's very scary. Like, what am I going to do when I retire? And I grew up and never had the idea of like, wasn't going to go to college. I had no you know aspirations to do any of that. Um, but my, I met my wife in 2008 in the military and I met another gentleman, one of my good friends, he's out in Arizona. And the two of them talked to me about going to law school. And I just thought that was something way beyond what I ever could imagine. Um, but through their encouragement and their prayers, I decided to do that. But at that point in my career, um, it was a lot, it was probably the roughest part of my life, which was trying to transition out of the military. I was dealing with a lot of things that I didn't want to talk about because we have that stigma of mental health that we don't talk about it. Um, but I started to talk about it. And I was also, I was an alcoholic at that point in time. And there was just a lot of things that, that led it, but I ended up in law school. And by the grace of God, I've met some great people that really just guided me along that path and allowed God to work in my life to the point where I'm sitting here today um, owning this business and practicing law. And I've also been sober for four years and three months. Um, I've spoke out about my mental health and I've gotten the help that I need. And, and all those things have led to where we're at today, which is the purpose of truth and grace law is to, to recognize what God's done in my life and to continue to serve people and just love people as he's called us to do. You know, you wouldn't be the man you are. And um, I'd like you to kind of unpack a little about why you call it truth and grace, which I, that was initially why I approached you is because it seemed like such an unusual name for a law firm. But um, I mean, 
speaking on in in terms of you know your service to the country and where that left you emotionally we we are all in a place where we we appreciate you all the more for this incredible struggle that you've gone um, in the world trying to create a better world even though being in the service and being in combat certainly left you with with problems that you had to sort through um and what impresses me scott about it is that you took what could have driven you down and you decided to use that energy to drive you up and so will you tell me why why you called it truth and grace yeah absolutely and this is just and i, I want to say this is my perspective i know that we all have opinions and that's what i think is the beauty about what we do is you know god created us all um and he told us to love him first and and love our neighbor as ourselves and you know it doesn't mean you know we're always going to agree with each other but from my perspective why truth and grace is because without his grace i wouldn't be here where i'm at today um i believe that the truth of scripture stands hold and and if we really need answers to everything we're doing we're getting that and my faith got me here my belief in him got me here and it's not, I say me, but really it's all through him. You know, he gets all the glory for what's happened. And I took a different approach and I said, why would I, you know, most law firms use their name or use something else, but truth and grace just really struck to me for a, because of my faith, but also because of the kind of work that we got into, which was criminal defense and family law, we're meeting people at their lowest, most often their lowest point, right? Whether it's through a divorce or child custody, or it's a criminal action, they're accused of a crime you know, it's not the, it's not their greatest day. And what I've learned is if we just love people and we, you know, for them, if they come in and they're able to tell me the truth, I can help them. Right. But a lot of people are afraid to give the full truth to somebody because of all these things that the world tells us that we shouldn't say certain things. And I try to encourage them to let them know that if they're able to tell me the truth, I'm going to extend them as much grace as I can, that I'm going to, I'm, I'm not there to judge them. I'm here to help them through whatever process or whatever, you know, situation they're in. And that's kind of where truth and grace came from. And I know that's a hard, tough bar to reach when people see people intermixing their faith with their business. Um, and that can be a lot of things come at you. Um, but I stand firm on this. I know that I'm, a, I'm imperfect. I'm going to make mistakes. Um, my prayers are that like, when I do that, I acknowledge that I make mistakes and that we all learn and grow together and just learn to respect each other. And that's why we have this practice. So people can come in here and know that they're not going to be judged based on whatever bad day they're having, but they're going to get somebody that's going to show them some empathy and care for them and just love them where they're at to get them to the best result that we can. Absolutely. Well, um, that's inspiring. Let's, uh, let's talk about your industry. Um, can you tell me about any misconceptions people have about, um, you know, about, about law in general? Yeah. Well, I think one of the ones is I've heard this before and I honestly thought it myself growing up because I never wanted to go to an attorney, you know, sometimes attorneys in the, the way that are portrayed in the media and in movies and everything else, like they're these money hungry, lack sympathy, aren't going to do anything. They don't care. And I think that's a huge misconception in our industry. The the local Tuscaloosa County Bar, there are so many great attorneys in this bar and the judges and all the people that feed into that system, they do care, 
right? We, we legit care. And I think that's a myth about our industry that um, sometimes it's hard to overcome, right? But I feel that when we just treat people and they, and they get to know us and they see that when, you know, right now you might not need us, but there comes a day when you might need us and you're going to come sit in here and you're going to realize, wow, that's not what I was thinking was going to happen, right? You don't come to an office of an attorney and expect them to be like, you know, I've been there. You know, sometimes the only difference between us and some of our criminal clients is they got caught and we didn't. Um, and I think to be able to show that empathy in, in that in that sense really helps us with our clients. And I, I want to say that's a myth that I think that should be dispelled is we do care. Um, and it's not just me. I believe this, there's a lot of lawyers out there, especially in our local bar, that truly care about their clients and, and the outcomes that come for them. Yes. Yes. That's great. Um, well, what do you do when you're not, when you're not being a lawyer, which I'm sure is a, this is a huge job and you don't have, you, you have crazy hours and things happen, but when you do get a chance, that small window of opportunity, what do you do for fun? Well, I will tell you that you have to learn as a, as an attorney in, in any job, in any business, in any profession, you know, nobody ever retired and said, boy, I wish I would have spent more time at work. But they do say, I wish I would have spent more time at home. So you have to get that work-life balance to keep a keep yourself healthy. And that's part of that mental health journey. So I do take that time. And, and I my time revolves around my family, my wife and my kids. I've got four kids. Um, they're 10, 11, 12, and 18. I've got a senior in high school. It's three of them play on travel soccer teams. So that takes up a lot of our time. And I will tell you, that's that's my break. So I don't do a whole lot of work on the weekends unless absolutely necessary. But to be able to travel around and just watch my kids just be kids and enjoy life and do the things that they love doing and just watching them interact with their friends, you know, that that's a very important. And, you know, in the military, I didn't always get to come home every night for dinner. There was very long stretches of time that I was away from my family. Um so I really appreciate the fact that every single night that I've been doing this, I get to go home and I get to see my wife and I get to see my kids and we get, you know, I get to tell them good night. So that to me, just understanding that that's, that is a huge blessing. And that's what kind of keeps me grounded is that extra personal time with them. I love that you appreciate your family. Can you um kind of switch gears with me a little bit here and talk about, um, and you, you've already talked about some of the hardship that you've gone through, but um, it, how has, how have these things made you better? It's because I had to, it comes down to being able to humble myself and realize that I needed help. Um, for most of my military career, it was the, the stigma was there that you didn't need help, that you were a, you're a guy, you're a man, you're a soldier, you're a warrior, like you don't need help. Um, and when I finally realized that it's okay to ask, right. And it's okay to humble myself and it's okay to relinquish control. I think that's a lot of what we have problems with is we don't want to, but I, my trust in, in God has got me to the point where I'm, I'm at peace and I can go about my day knowing that I'm not perfect, knowing that I'm going to make mistakes, but through his grace and as I understand that I'm going to be okay. And those hardships were, you know, it was tough dealing with admitting that I had a problem with anxiety and some depression and the things that went with it, which led to, you know, which was why I was drinking. Right. But I'll never forget August 7th of 2019 when I, that was the last time I took a drink. 
And that night I sat there and I just said, God, I can't do what you're asking me to do. I can't be the person that I know that I need to be with this addiction. And I can tell you that night, I, I know that he healed me because I haven't had the urge. I haven't had the, I don't want to say the urge. I haven't done it. I've been sober for this long. Um, I know there's times when I think about it, but I've got a strong network of friends, um, especially my wife, that when I have that problem, I know now that I can reach out before I make a mistake. I can say, hey, I had a bad day and I've really had this thought. And they're like, well, let's go do something else. Let's sit and talk or let's go. I like to grab a cigar now. It's probably not a better choice, but I grab the cigar and I'll have. But I will tell you that, you know, I'm stronger because of my struggles. And it says even in scripture that God will turn those things in our past for good. And I think that's what helps me relate to my clients is I've been there. I've had that experience. I know what it's like. Um, and I can relate to them. Not that we're all the same through our experience, but we can relate and at least show some more empathy through those struggles. And that's why I feel I'm stronger today because of those struggles. And I, and I praise him and thank him for them um, because I wouldn't be the person I am today without him. I love that you went from bulletproof to broken to now helping other people become bulletproof. Yeah. Amen. That's a, that's a beautiful cycle. It is. And, and without him, we wouldn't have any of that. And so, man, you really see God's hand in that, don't you? I do. Um, that's it's It's just, it's a, such a strong, firm foundation. You know, when we put our, when we build it on that rock, um, it's not going to be shaken. Coolest thing ever, Scott. So let's share now at the end, one last thing that you want people to know about um, truth and grace law. I just want people to know, like, if you're, Hearing the story, understand we're real, it's authentic. Come talk to us. Um, we're honest people. If I can help you, I'll help you. If I can, I'm also going to tell you that. I think that's, you know, if I can't handle what your case needs, there's lots of attorneys in this town that, you know, I can put you in contact with the right person that can help you, um, that I trust and know that's going to do everything they can to, to represent you. But I would hope that if you're in need, whatever that need may be that you can come and trust us and just know that we're going to, we're going to do our best to treat you with respect and, and love you where you're at without giving judgment upon you. Um, and I'm here with my, my law partner is Travis, you know, um, and we're both here just to do whatever we can to, to best serve you in your time of need. Well, how can listeners learn more about um, truth and grace law offices? How do well, they get a hold of you? They can go to truthandgracelaw.com and there's a contact us button on there that you can set up appointments. You can also just Google search us and directly from Google, you can actually click and set up an appointment time directly online with us, or you can reach out and call us at 205-394-1006. You can also text that number. So lots of ways to get a hold of us. I'm sure if you Google Truth and Grace Law, you can find us on just about any platform and reach out. Awesome. Scott, so great to see you. Uh, it was great to see you again. Thanks for stopping by. Thank you, Patricia. And again, thank you for having us out here. Thank you for listening to the Good Neighbor Podcast Northport. To nominate your favorite local businesses to be featured on the show, go to gnpnorthport.com. That's gnpnorthport.com. Or call 205-809-4910.